Okay. Hi, everybody. Uh, we're with the podcast again, Detour Podcast. And today I'm talking to Marie Kelly um, that I met a f- couple years ago. We both did um, a direct sales business and um, we met through that. And um, I got to know her a little bit. And she's got um, a pretty incredible uh, detour story that I think will benefit a lot of people. Um, it's um, a sad story, but um, she has definitely fit the bill of, um, you know, turning uh, sadness into empowerment. And um, that was something when I heard her story originally that really uh, made me admire her, you, Marie. So thank you for um, taking time to talk to us today. Um, I'm going to have you scooch a little bit closer just to make sure that we can hear you and um, talk a little bit loud because I'm not fancy. I have a microphone and so I'm um, talk a little bit loud, but it should um, pick up everything on there. So thanks for having me over. Guys, Marie, I'm at her house and she made me a delicious low-carb lunch. So she's so talented and it was super yummy and now we're ready to chat. So, okay, uh, Marie, we're going to get the hard part um, out of the way first and we're going to have you tell the story um, that brought you to our topic for today um, and to being involved in the organization that you're involved with. So... um, those people that already know Marie that you might be listening to, she posted the other day. It was um, a birthday of her son, Kenny, and he would have been um, 30. On what day was that, Marie? September 30th. September 30th. Oh, yeah. No, September 29th, and he was 30 years old. September 29th, his birthday, but he was 30. He would have been 30 years old. So he was celebrating his 30th birthday in heaven. Yes. So um, tell us about Kenny and your family. Um, and uh, we'll just get started. Okay. Well, thank you, Sheila, for doing this this podcast and sharing sharing my story, and also um, spreading more awareness for suicide prevention. Um, so, my story in two thousand eight, I lost my oldest son Kenny to suicide right before Christmas. Um, he is the oldest of four. My children are all spread out in ages, so he was 20 at the time, and his brother Stephen was 16, Joey was nine, and Hannah was four. Um, He was a typical, very energetic little boy, uh, full of life and energy. He played all the sports, baseball, soccer, football, basketball. he was very he, he was always a risk taker, you know, not afraid of anything. Uh, he did skateboarding when he got older and skated down one of those railings on Southside Birmingham. Oh and my gosh! Fractured his kneecap, um, and he was also very very smart. He did very well in school. He was one of those lucky ones; never had to study. He would just get straight A's, um, and. His father was not very present in his life. Uh, We divorced when he was about six years old and the visitation was very irregular. Um, If he was coming, he might show up three hours later and sometimes he wouldn't come at all. But when they weren't together, they did have, the kids had fun. Um, 
Kenny and Stephen are from my first marriage, and so they were both very close to their father when they would have their visitations. Um, and I had remarried when Kenny was 10, and visitations became less and less. And Kenny sadly did not see his father since he was 12 years old. Hmm. And so through his teenage years, as much as I would try to be mom and dad to him, to both him and Stephen, um, just couldn't replace his father. And they each handled that absence differently. Kenny mm -hmm. became more angry, and Stephen was more hopeful. He was my quiet one, and he would always do the things that his father enjoyed. He took up uh, weightlifting and liked sports cars like his dad and rooted for the same football team. Mm -hmm. So they just had a different were, way of handling they were different. that loss, but both yeah. affected. Kenny was became more angry and resistant to my new husband. Mm -hmm. He just wanted his own father giving him discipline and just being the dad. Yeah. And so there were some issues there as well. And I'm in the middle trying to be the peacemaker. Yeah. It's a common common yes. situation. Um and he uh, when Kenny was about 15, 16, 17, his behavior started to change and he became more rebellious. He dropped, he was playing soccer in high school. He played through ninth grade, but didn't continue for 10th grade. His group of friends changed. Um, he just, they completely changed. He was still friends with his former friends, but didn't really hang out with them as much. Mm -hmm. um, and from what pe his peers have told me about Kenny, that he was always a, kind soul would always help somebody if you know a couple of stories you know girls dropping books he'd be the one to help them mm -hmm. pick their pick everything up and mm -hmm. take he would take up for the friends that for the kids that were not necessarily um popular right uh, just mm -hmm. kind of a little different he mm -hmm. would always be kind to them as well mm -hmm. um, and so when he with his behavior you know, I understood where his anger came from, but I still had to be the parent and say, mm -hmm. I understand your anger, but you cannot destroy my house. So right. that's where he, uh, some of the behavior problems were mostly just at home. Mm -hmm. He was not a problem in school, other than skipping a class here and there. Um, he wasn't a problem with, with the police. You know, they, they did get involved. I had to get them involved because he was destroyed Being my house. Being destructive at home. Yeah, mm -hmm. and his, his temper was getting too much um, for me to handle when I was yeah. there by myself. But I have to say, not, you know, I'm still married to my husband 26 years. I have three kids, two that are boys. That age is so yes. tough. Anyways, and a mm -hmm. lot of those um, signs and things um, or behaviors... Uh, you know, it can be talked up even as, as hormones and, and, and the youth and that kind of thing. Um, yes. And so, um, you know, the I think a lot of us would probably, you know, relate to to those things. And, right. and especially if you've had, you know, a divorce or a change in your family dynamic. Um, those are all kind of things that can, you know, make any kid 
um, mm-hmm. act out. Right. You know, so many times out. I yeah. was thinking I'm just going through normal childhood rebellion, teenage right. rebellion. Mm-hmm. And there were other people in in his life in those teenage years and nobody ever told me that Kenny's in deeper trouble than the average teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time that he had told me he wasn't going to school the next day and we were in Alabama so we had basements in our homes um, and I had gone downstairs to get him up because he wasn't up yet and I go downstairs to discover there were holes punched in the wall mm. um, so I he still would not get up and go to school and I called a police friend of ours and he came over and got him to school mm-hmm. um, and then a a couple weeks later, my parents were visiting, and my dad and him worked together to patch up the holes. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching them work and listening to their conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, boys especially can yeah. really go the anger route, we know. And sometimes it can just even be just stresses, you know, home stresses, school st- I mean, I think that yeah. just time of life Teenagers is just stressful. You know, it just they're is. Becoming, they're like, wanting to be adults. Yeah, and, and they're trying to figure it out. And, um, you know, so that's good. I mean, you... you Say okay, you you made this mistake. You got to fix your mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you're gonna need to repair it. There's consequences to your actions. You yes. know, so um, you know that's all that's all kind of good stuff there. Yeah. Did he wind up at um, staying in your home, or did he move out, or he the about a month before he graduated high school, mm-hmm. he came home at five o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. um, and. He had a gash on his head. He told me that he had got mugged, and that's why he was late. And he was just kind of resting. Well, I didn't find out until later. That wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and now I can laugh about that story. But at yeah. the time, it was right. you know, a little scary. And I told him the next morning, Kenny, you're you're the old, you've got three other younger siblings. You've got to set a better example. And by mm-hmm. choosing to not follow our rules, you were supposed to be in at midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and by choosing not to follow our rules, you're making another choice. Right. I didn't not want to tell my son that he needed to move out because mm-hmm. I didn't want him to leave. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. wanted to obey our rules. Right. Mm-hmm. So he uh, the the next morning he wouldn't go to church with us which was a normal thing and I got to I didn't force it um I I encouraged him to go and sometimes he would and sometimes he wouldn't um and so this particular Sunday he didn't come to church with us and come home and he had knocked a frame down in the down in the hall and so there was glass on the floor and he picked up most of it and left a note saying that he was sorry and I go downstairs and discover that a, a good amount of his stuff was gone. Mm-hmm. He had moved out and wouldn't tell me where he moved to. Oh, gosh. And because he knew that if I found out, I wouldn't approve. And he's right. I did eventually find out. And it wasn't a good situation. Um, and thankfully, a friend of his had turned 19 a couple months later, and they got an apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Southside Birmingham, mm-hmm. and he was doing okay. He mm-hmm. was holding a job, you know, make, paying his own bills. Mm-hmm. Um, what I didn't know was the extent that he was drinking, mm-hmm. and I didn't know about his anger or outbursts at this apartment either. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so he was really feeling so many emotions and trying. Yes. They're bubbling out in anger. Yeah. Because that's easier for guys mm-hmm. than to say I'm sad. Right. Or I'm hurt. Right. Or, you know, those kind of things. And then often, uh, you know, they, people will try to find something else like mm-hmm. drugs or alcohol or, yes. you know, you're it. just trying to manage that hurt. Yeah. He was mm-hmm. experimenting with some drugs. Um, nothing. I don't believe there was anything real consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wasn't like dealing and, you know, stealing to get money for drugs. It was, he, uh, it was mostly he was drinking and, but Again, I did, he was drinking a lot, and his friends didn't say anything to me. I later found out, you know, it's like I asked one of them, actually just a year ago, um, why didn't anybody say anything to me? Mm-hmm. And they were afraid that it would make Kenny mad. And they just, they really weren't sure. They were, they were kids themselves. They yeah. didn't know mm-hmm. to speak up mm-hmm. for situations like this. Um, mm-hmm. Kenny did get to a point about a year, six months to a year before he passed. He was wanting to do better with life. He was mm-hmm. wanting to pursue some goals. He was wanting to look at, into going to college. And um, so I'm certainly encouraging that as well. So about six months before he passed, he was supposed to have taken his ACT. Mm-hmm. Um, back then we didn't have GPS. So he, he kind of, didn't find the where he was supposed to go and arrived 15 minutes late and missed the opportunity to take it that day they won't let you start late right um Mm -hmm. so he showed up at the house and he told me i was like well that's okay we'll just we'll schedule it again yeah Mm -hmm. Um, and he uh he just couldn't be himself it was a saturday we were gonna just have a good family day he came over and I was encouraging him to go outside and, you know, play with your brother and sister on the slip inside. And he went out there, but he just couldn't get into it. And so I was like, well, let's go to the pool. So we go to the pool, and he still can't get into it. He's just sitting there off in the distance. And I'm looking over at him like, Kenny, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. And tears start streaming down his face mm-hmm. that he was sorry for the way he has treated his family Sorry for how he treated his brother, Stephen. You know, again, they were brothers. And, yeah. But he mm-hmm. sometimes carried the, the teasing a little too far. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, we'll get through it. You mm-hmm. know, we'll, we'll get through it. We love you. We forgive you. And we're going to, things can turn around. Yeah. And so we went back to the house, had dinner. And then as he's walking out the door to... You know, we talked a little bit, and he told me, that's when he told me he was having thoughts of suicide. Ugh. And I was like, well, you, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that because we all love you, and I love you, and mm-hmm. we, you've got, we need you here. Mm-hmm. And I had no knowledge whatsoever um, about suicide. I really, I was never exposed to it before. No, no friends, no family. Mm-hmm. Um, I had heard of other people, but not really anybody super close. Mm-hmm. So the next day, I, it was Sunday, and I go to church, um, and I tell his youth pastor, and he's like, oh, Kenny's going to be fine. He's a smart kid. Um, and I was talking with another f- 
another mom friend, his, her son and my son used to be friends, and mm-hmm. I talked with her, and mm-hmm. you know she was she was encouraging and helpful, and so the next day Monday I called that one eight hundred two seven three talk line and got some information from them and gave the information to Kenny. He was nineteen. He had to make the decisions himself to call the doctor, and I inquire, did you call these places? Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you want me to take you there? And he kept saying, no, I'll call them. And I was watching them, and, and also, you know, I, I wish I had been more forceful mm-hmm. in getting him to the doctor and getting him more help. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, he's 19 going on 20, it's not like he's a little yeah. boy anymore. You can't buckle him in the seatbelt and say we're going to the doctor. It's it's the hardest thing about being a parent to mm-hmm. to adults that aren't. Yeah, uh, you can't physically make fun, them do fun, it. Yeah, that aren't fully formed adults. Because I mean, I don't know about you, but I really didn't like figure probably anything out until I was like thirty. Yeah, and then like I'm forty five now, and it's the past right. fifteen years. I'm still I'm still so, like oh, I'm still figuring stuff out. You know. Yeah. And then I think there's some kind of medical statistic. I, I could be wrong. But, you know, even like I've read that, you know, the human brain is not even fully formed until you're 25. And we, mm-hmm. I think all yeah. of us, no matter if you were, quote, you know, a good kid or bad kid, um, look back and you're thinking, oh, you know, by the grace of God, you know, I yeah. did some real, boy, I didn't have a clue, you know. Right. It, um, you just start kind of figuring it out at 25. And everything that you've laid out short of the, you know, him actually expressing that he was feeling suicidal, all of that is, um, we've gone through a lot of that stuff in my own family, you yeah. know, with my own kids. So I think a lot of it, um, it's, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've had, you've had a lot of time to sit with this and I'm sure you've thought about it a a lot, a lot and all the what if and if I could have and if I should have and you know, all of that stuff. I can only imagine. I can't even imagine because I can't even let myself begin to go too far even thinking that way. Um, Can't do it. So I'm sorry that you um, don't have that choice (laughs) um, that it became your reality. Um, But those kind of things I think... um, you know anybody who's listening um we and and I want you to finish anything else you want to say as far as this part but um we do definitely want to get to you know how do we how do we know um when it is just um typical teenager or yeah. typical you know I'm having a hard time stuff mm-hmm. and and you know could you even have done anything more? I mean, you you called, you called, you got you you right. saw, you talked uh, with others. Yeah, so. you talked with others. You called yeah. the number, and, and again, I watched him. He's, and I, I stayed in touch with him. Yeah, um, the year was two thousand eight, so it was mm-hmm. a, it was a very tough year for many families. That yeah. was when they hit a financial crisis. Yeah, um, my my own husband was in the mortgage industry, so I I know how it it was hitting us, and it was it was hard. Yeah. Um, and we lived about 40 minutes from where he lived Mm -hmm. and gas again was Mm -hmm. $4 and 50 cents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My car was a gas guzzler. Yeah. And so I didn't, we, and then time too, we just didn't, I didn't get to go down 
there as often as I wish I had. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are all hindsight things, though, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. You know, I did uh, make a point to to visit with them at least you know at least once a month, and mm-hmm. we we would have dinner or just sit and talk somewhere. And mm-hmm. um, and I was watching them. We took a family vacation to my parents and mm-hmm. from Birmingham to Florida, and we had we had a good time. I was mm-hmm. watching them interact with his cousins, with, with his siblings, with grandparents, and mm-hmm. cutting up and being that Kenny that we all knew and loved. Mm-hmm. And um, and we came home, and I'm, I'm still staying in touch with them. I even offered, do you want me to try one more time to get a hold of your dad? Because I, I tried over those yeah. years. I would mm-hmm. send him pictures of Kenny. I would send him letters plea, pleading with him to get involved your son needs you and mm-hmm. they would just be returned to sender mm-hmm. you know, that was crushing for mm-hmm. for me as well as as him and i didn't share a lot of that with him because i didn't want to hurt him anymore yeah and i but i asked him you know november before about a month or so before he passed you want me to try one more time to get a hold mm-hmm. of your dad? And he would say no. And I, I still encouraged do, him. Do you know, did, um, you know, to your knowledge, did he talk to anybody as far as like a counselor or anybody about those things? He just wouldn't go there. Yeah. Mm-mm. He wouldn't go there. He wouldn't go there. And he just yeah. was trying to manage it himself. Right. But it was, the pain was winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a, there's a song um, and it just, Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did register well. It registered some when he was listening to that song, but he Lincoln, what Chester? Is that his? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, he sadly he just he took his life yeah. also, mm-hmm. and I never really listened to his his music other than what I heard Kenny listen to, and I know one of the songs talks about um, the father relationship that Chester had with his own dad and. I, the words are not coming to me right now, right. but it um, resonated with you when yeah, you heard it. Yeah, because it was like you know, probably what's the point? Of, yeah, you know, you, his father wasn't there, and Kenny's father's not there, so Kenny related a lot to to Lincoln Park music, uh-huh. um, and um, but Kenny had come over for Thanksgiving. We had again, we had another great family day. I had. At the end of the festivity part of it, I had all four of the kids sitting around playing a game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a good day, and we had gone to a friend of mine and I had gone to Casting Crowns Casting Crowns concert um, downtown Birmingham. And before we went, we went and had dinner at mellow mushroom where kenny was working mm-hmm. and that was the last place i saw him he was working behind the counter flipping pizzas and mm-hmm. cutting up with his co-workers it was it was good and he was he was pleasant he was fun um and i could see all of his co-workers love him and adored him they they all made a t-shirt uh they took a mellow mushroom t-shirt and they all signed it Aww. and gave it to me um and then we got free pizzas for a year or so after. <laughs> well, there you go. Then not we, not we a go good way to get free pizza, yeah. but there's, there's... We go there every year for his birthday. Uh, and that's how you remember part yeah. of his... Yeah. Um, yeah celebrating I, his life. That's how we celebrate, mm-hmm. you know, his, mm-hmm. his his life and his birthday. And, and uh, so two weeks, about two weeks after Christmas, December 11th, um, Hannah and I had just finished 
taking the cake out of the oven and waiting for it to cool off and we're getting ready to ice it. Then there's a knock at the door and it's two detectives giving me the worst news I could have ever had. Um, so they, um, yeah, they told me he had passed, but they couldn't tell me how. Mm-hmm. And they wait, they called my husband and they called my pastor and both my pastor and the youth pastor dropped everything and came over within 10 minutes and then Terry got there. When he got there, the police gave him the news and told him how, and he came in and told me. But I had already had a feeling. And so that was, that was tragic. That was my, my detour. Yeah. For life. Oh, it's like, how do that, I, um, how do I if, go on? How yeah. do I still be a mom to the other three? Would um, you say that's kind of, um, I mean, because, you know, again, um, you know, there's lots of things to overcome, but I, I think that anybody who loses a child, you, you never can, there's just a part of you that has died just, and yeah. you can't get it back and you figure out how to, um, go on and, um, Thankfully, it cannot relate to that. Um, but I've just known some other people, and yeah. um, they're not the same people. They mm-hmm. they pull it together, and you're perfectly right. we, functioning. We pull it so, together. We make you it know? look good on and, the um, But there's just a, um, a tangible sadness that's just kind of yeah. there, you know? Um, would you say the fact that you had other children and that you had to keep on going, is that sort of what kept you from just, you know, crawling in a hole and never coming out? I think so. Yeah. Um, And I know that there's, there's others that don't have other children. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really hard for them. Mm -hmm. I have a a dear friend, she lost her only son. So that's, that's hard. Mm -hmm. Um, And having myself having my three and I knew it was important to still get up and function. I didn't want to go into a deep depression and just lock myself in the bedroom all day and then have the children fend for themselves. That wouldn't do me any good, and it certainly wouldn't do them any good. Yeah, because your whole family isn't suffering, you know? Yeah. Um, You are, obviously, as Mm -hmm. the parent, but your whole family, they're siblings, and, um, you know, we have... um, on my husband's side of the family, a family member that, you know, passed from suicide years ago when, before I knew him. And I never met this man. It was his uncle, you know, I never met him, but, um, you know, I've been in the family for 27 years now, um, between dating and then marriage. And, um, uh, every person in that family is affected. Yeah. And it's still to this day, Mm -hmm. you know, affected. Um, and it changed the trajectory of everyone's life. Oh yes, um, yeah. in the whole family. Mm-hmm. You know, like as I said, I was not even a part of the picture. My husband was, you know, yeah. young, and and um, we didn't know each other. But um, I feel the grief of it, just the residual. Yes, you know, of what um, how, how it has affected the people that I love and know right. now. You know, right. so I can only imagine. I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Um, you've mentioned a few times about going to church and your pastor. Would you say you leaned on your faith? Was that another? Very much so. I I don't know how I would have gotten through it without 
without that foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never angry with God. I really? Wow. I wouldn't say I was angry. I did. No. I did question. Yeah. You know why? Why me? Why? But then again, why not? Well, me? Uh, yeah, it's what true. What makes me so special? Mm-hmm. That right? And other people that yeah, yeah that somebody else would. Right. Yeah, it's it, it. The question more is why? Do, why does this even happen to anyone? You exactly. Know? Yeah, I know. And, but and mm-hmm. then on the other side of that, God doesn't promise that everything's going to be all hunky dory, wonderful. Yeah, you know, we're going to have those trials and tribulations. Yeah, and He just promises his to purpose, help you restore. His purpose yeah. in those is to grow us yeah. in being more Christ-like and to help other people through the next through yeah. their loss. Um, my, and that is what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so um, tell us a little bit um, about the organization that did help you through that time or, or the, the thing that you got involved in with now that you're helping other people. Um, during the first month to mostly mostly the first month, uh, and it was right before Christmas, so I had, you know, they were friends and family that showed up immediately. And I, my kitchen was covered with food, yeah. <laughs> all kinds of food. That's just a wonderful way. My some churches will minister mm-hmm. and you know help you because you know we all need to eat and other people need to eat. So yeah. that's just one thing that everybody knows they can do. That's true. I think in these yeah. situations you don't know what to do and you don't know and what to say. Yeah. You can't make really anything better. So you're like, well, here's right. some pasta. Right. You know, <laughs> exactly. I made these cookies and somehow yes. it's just like I just want you to know I love you and yeah. here's some food. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. yeah. So um, and then you know it took, takes the pressure. I was the mom. I was the main shopper and preparer. preparer. Yeah. And so <laughs> it took the pressure off of me for a while to have to worry about food. And so, and they all, you know, just loved on me and prayed with me. Um, and then I, maybe a week or two after the funeral, uh, we had a group of ladies come, come by the house and they brought me food to keep in the freezer for those days ahead that I wasn't up to cooking. I could just take it out of the freezer and pop it in the oven. Um, but they each came with a store with a suicide loss. Oh. And so some had lost either a a spouse, a an aunt, or you know, somebody else's child. Yeah. Um, but none of them had their own child loss. Mm-hmm. So I was still feeling alone. And yeah. I was like you with, get it, but you don't get this. Yes. Yeah. This was my child. And mm-hmm. he was friends with all your kids. And mm-hmm. um and I just still feeling, I was going to say something else and I just lost it. <laughs> like feeling alone um, and I was wanting someone who alone. could really relate yeah. to specifically yeah. what you went through, although you, I'm sure, appreciated. Yes, I definitely appreciated that they were them. trying they to do. They did let me know I'm yeah. not completely alone, but right. I'm still feeling alone. I was dealing with, I know, I was, um, was going to say, just the grief and the shame mm-hmm. and, you know, and they told me I didn't need to feel that way. But as a mom, yeah. we're supposed to fix our kids' boo-boos. And I, I messed up. I, mm-hmm. I missed this big time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I look back now and I know that I did what I could do under the circumstances. Yeah. Um, I didn't know the other stuff to do or to not do, to do. Right. And if you had known it, you probably would have done it sure. too. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're a good or if mom. somebody pointed it out to me, I would have. Mm-hmm. We don't know what we don't know until we find out that we didn't know it. And exactly. sometimes, it, yeah. you know, 
Um, that's too late. Right. And that's hard to live with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my best friend was trying to, you know, keep me going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she off she had passes to her gym and she would have me come and I just couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I could that's not the kind of workout I wanted to do. Um, yeah. And, you know, and I didn't want to see people. I kind of, I remember walking into Walmart the first time and I had to get something for one of the kids for a school project. And I, I walked in there and everybody's just carrying on with their business. And yeah. I'm like, don't y'all know what I went through? And then I'm like, wait a minute, keep going. I don't want you to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you just. Yeah, wanted yeah. to scream. I didn't want... My was, child has died. How can you be buying... How can you still be functioning and yeah. looking happy? And <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But then again, I didn't want them to know my story. I didn't yeah. want them to know I lost my child to suicide. Yeah. That my child did this. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but a couple of months later, this friend was in the gym. And another friend, uh, one of Kenny's friends their mom was in the gym at the same time and she had found out about these survivors of suicide support group mm-hmm. um, and gave her that information. And so I, I called the facilitator and um, started going to that group and it met every first and third Thursday and it was downtown uh, Birmingham. But I, I went for probably a year, more than that, but less frequently. Um, and the cool thing about that was Kenny lived very close to the, where they had the crisis center, where they, the group would meet mm-hmm. and he took his life, um, by a, an abandoned closed down cafe. They, he just sat out there. And so here's, here's the wall and he's sitting right here. And had he just looked that way, you could see the crisis center oh, from right there. Gosh. So I often wonder, did he know that that was there? Yeah. I didn't I wish I had known it was there so I could have told him go there. Mm-hmm. And um it was literally steps away from help and yeah. he possibly didn't know yeah. or or couldn't take those steps. Right. We won't know, I but know. yeah. One of, one of the questions I have for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and but I would sit there for 10-15 minutes before going into the group. Mm-hmm. And and one night I was sitting there, and it really wasn't that windy at all, and there were some leaves out there. And oh, be- before that, the first time or two I went, I my I graffitied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I had a can of black spray paint. And I wrote, oh, I wrote his name and that we love you and oh. put his dates there. And um, we'll forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't care. You know, I had a couple. Of, I did have a couple of people that. Worked in that area, and yeah. they came by, and they, they, you know, saw me sitting there and wondered if I was the mother. The one that did that, the, yeah. the mother of the mm-hmm. child, because they, um, they, one guy told me that he showed up there, and there was like nine police cars mm. out there. Um, so he chatted with me for a while, um, but but I started to say I was sitting down there, and I was by myself, and there were these leaves and I was, you know, you hear stories about all of a sudden butterflies landing yeah. when you're talking to the person that you just lost. And so mm-hmm. it's like, I told Kenny, it's like, wouldn't it be cool if you just blew those leaves and let me know that you're here? Leaves blew. Oh. They just, they blew, significantly yeah. blew. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, 
I just went into the group and I was like, guess what I just experienced? Yeah, <laughs> it's so cool when things yeah. like that happen. Yeah. And I don't know how it all works, you know. Mm-hmm. When we get to heaven, or what, what you know, and I believe that ha- God allows those signs. I do to, too. To come I fully to believe that. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know if God does it. If if the people themselves do, you know, right, I don't know how right. it happens, and or, I don't know or the what dreams. About. I, I but, had a, yeah, I had a dream, um, maybe three weeks after he passed, and I was at the dining room table doing something, and he all of a sudden he walks in the front door and he says, "I'm home." Aww. I'm like, what do you mean you're home? But wait a minute. Mm-hmm. But all the people, all the food. Oh, forget it. <laughs> Just yeah. give me a big hug. I'm so glad you're home. <laughs> yeah. And then you had and to he wait. was wearing the clothes that he left in, in the oh, dream. Wow. And well, so he was home. He, he was, was letting home. you know he I, was that's home. That's what he was doing. He was letting me know he, he was, was home. He was letting you know he was home. I fully believe that. I yes. recently, a couple weeks ago, had a, um, my grandma passed about a year ago right yeah and i had a dream i haven't dreamt of her i don't think i've i don't ever remember a dream that my grandma's been in but um i had a dream of her and it was so weird because it was i don't know i just know that it was some her somehow communicating yeah. to me it wasn't um like a regular dream mm-hmm. and you just know i think you're just yeah. your heart just you knows just know. and i just believe it because i don't think you know we are spirits and we you know, our souls live, and and I love her. She loved me. Love does not die. Right. And so, right. you know, and I know if there's a way that she could communicate with me, she would. And same mm-hmm. thing for your, you know, same thing yes. for you. So, um, and God is good, and I think he allows that, you know. Yes. He allows it here and there. Kind of like that, I think, that manna for the day. Yeah. You know, that just yes. a little bit here and there so we don't get too hung up on mm-hmm. They're not here or wanting that so much. Right. Um, but just that little tidbit to to say, going. okay, we can go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. You are home. Yes. You are home. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can mm-hmm. you know, know that you're okay now. Right. Yeah. yeah. So so you said you didn't like going to the gym, but I think you had told me you started running, and that's how you got involved in the um, Out of the Darkness walk. Is it called not, the same thing? Not, or? not necessarily how I got involved with the walk. The out of the darkness walk through um i was so i was attending this support group yeah in birmingham and and that's also where i found that i'm not the only parent that lost a child right. there were other parents in mm-hmm. there um and but they had gone they had the facilitator facilitator told us about the out of the darkness walks mm-hmm. and was inviting us all to participate and so we we all went and were we're a team initially because I didn't totally understand <laughs> how, how it all go, worked. Uh-huh. And, um, well, okay, so tell us for the people that don't understand how it worked because I didn't know how it worked either. I participated, one, uh-huh. participated in the local one here right. a couple years ago, but um, I didn't know it even existed really. Um, you know, there's lots of walks for different things, you know, cancer yeah. and pets and all right. kinds of things. So mm-hmm. this is another um, type of walk fundraiser yes. that... Um, raises awareness for um issues of depression mm-hmm. for um suicide prevention suicide prevention and yeah. and and just providing resources for families that um maybe having questions like you had back then right. that were trying to help somebody that they care about um and not really knowing what to do because mm-hmm. you know we don't know right. what to do right um so um 
now these walks um i know you did one in birmingham right i attended you attended one with the group and walked yes. with them but then yeah, you then came I, to florida we moved to florida about six years ago and four years ago i had um was looking to see if there was a walk a little bit closer than saint peter tampa not uh-huh. that that's terribly too far right mm-hmm. <laughs> um anyway I was called about five minutes later saying that I could actually start one here in Pasco County. And I am just like not that kind of a leader person. <laughs> you didn't think you were. I, I didn't think you I didn't was. think you were. And so I was like, so you just send me the material and I'll look over it and I'll let uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. So I looked it over and I was like, all right, I can try to put this together. Mm-hmm. And she promised to be, you know, to help me. She's the area director for. Um, all the walks in this area mm-hmm. and, and more um, and so we got the date on the calendar and we, we had got the park r- arranged mm-hmm. um, yeah that first year was at Starkey, Starkey park, park right the mm-hmm. first two years were at Starkey yeah. Park and now it's and at Sims Park downtown yes. Newport Ritchie yeah mm-hmm. so um, so we've had three walks in the past and so we set our goals really low to begin with mm-hmm. and i remember wondering how am i going to do this <laughs> like mm-hmm. four four months prior i'm like i need more help and mm-hmm. so she sent out mass emails to previous people that have been involved in the walks and so other people stepped up and then i guess it also got in the um other people in the community found out about it mm-hmm. and jumped on board to help me mm-hmm. so we got it we got it going Mm-hmm. And initially, our goals were twenty thousand for that first year, mm-hmm. with maybe a couple hundred people. Mm-hmm. And I would, I believe, we had about six hundred and fifty people at the first walk and raised a little over twenty nine thousand. Nice. So I was like, wow. So the next two years, we raised our goals a little bit more, mm-hmm. and the numbers also went up. And we're, Me, met and year, exceeded the goal. Yes, last nice. year our goal was thirty thirty six thousand. And we actually raised a little over forty-two thousand. Wow! And we probably awesome. had probably had about nine hundred people at the at the walk. Nice. Uh, and it was it was a great day. Um, awesome. So you can you can um, support this by um, donating money to a team or to directly yes. to. So give us the information. So it's the Pasco anybody County. Anybody can go to www.afsp.org/pasco. And they can register as either a virtual, if you can't be the day of the walk, um, you can register virtually and donate that way. You can register individually, or you can get a team started. Mm-hmm. Um, and that team can be any, anyone that you know. And you, um, Each person will get their own link, or you can send out the whole team link um, to, and share it. And we, I do a lot on Facebook mm-hmm. and uh, but you can email, you can text the link, it's, you can yeah. share it. Any, it's very any way. easy once you create that account, and there's just a leader, yeah. a team leader for the right. team, um, mm-hmm. and then you can add members to it. Um, yes. And then it's really all very automated. We, before we started yes. recording, I was telling Marie about how technically challenged I am, and how sometimes people say, "Oh, it's easy. You just go do this and that." And then when I try to do it, it's not. This was actually easy. Like this was easy. So it's not, not right, not easy. Yes. <laughs> it is. Um, and I just want to give that address again. So it is A F S. 
P, which stands for American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So AFSP.org and then backslash PASCO. But I think even if you can get to that page, you can search by your zip code as well. It'll bring up events in the area. So even if you're listening, maybe not in our local area here in Florida and you're listening somewhere else, you can go on that page and you can find um, events in your um, area or your state. Um, The one here is for Pasco County, the Out of the Darkness Walk is Saturday, October 27th. So just in a few weeks. It, yeah, she's like, yeah, just in a few weeks. Ah! Um, it always it always turns out great though. But um, at Sims Park, which is in downtown Newport Ritchie, um, off of Main Street, um, which is a great place yes, to walk. That's a really wonderful. nice fruit there. Um, tell us also about some of the things that will be um, at the event. Um, I okay. know the one that I attended, it was at Starkey Park, and it was the first one, um, which was also great because we walked all through the trails and everything, and that was awesome. But you also had some, um, there were some, I don't want to really say like vendors, kind of, um, that were, um, well, one of the we cool have, things, go ahead, you say. We have um, me- mental health vendors. Yeah. Um, any all anyone that's a nonprofit in that area in the mental health realm mm-hmm. can be a vendor. Um, we don't really the only items that we sell we have promotional T-shirts. Uh, we have a pink shirt and that says hope across the front of it, and then that one's more for ladies. It's got the V-neck, and then we have the another T-shirt that's a gray with, that has the orange letters of hope, and that can be either men or women. Um, we'll have doggy bandanas so your dogs are welcome and some people dress up their dogs even more there's mm-hmm. one with a tutu last year <laughs> a blue tutu yeah. so cute um and then so, um we'll have little like tote bags and and then anybody that raises 150 individually gets a an out of the darkness walk t-shirt so it'll say that on the front and then it'll have the sponsors listed on the back um and so I just want to also share a little bit about where our funds go. So 50% of our funds stay here in the Tampa Bay area. And then the other is used uh, across the board with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And it goes towards um, research, education, and prevention, uh, advocacy, and public policy, um, which is great getting our government on board so we can also have provide resources to you know Help all people all yeah. those people that mm-hmm. say maybe i know a big complaint with a lot of people is that if they don't have money for private counseling then they're kind of left you know figure it out yourself on their, on yeah. their own mm-hmm. and so i believe that i have to read up more on this but president trump just signed something this past friday um to to allow more funding for Mental um, health counseling. Mental health counseling. That's yes. definitely, definitely, definitely needed. Yes, yeah. and with, with our veterans as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we provide support for those that have been affected by suicide or, or have a suicide loss or, you know, are, have actually attempted. Um, so your money goes towards a lot of mm-hmm. good stuff. And mm-hmm. then it also allows us to provide, this is through the education and prevention we have um, trainings in place that you can take part in. Uh, one is a three-hour training, and that one's called Safe Talk. 
um, it's a little bit more intense. But one that's a little shorter is the Talk Saves Lives, and that one's only about 30 to 40 minutes. Um, it's a simple um, PowerPoint presentation, and it, it covers a lot about suicide, such as the health factors, environmental factors, and historical factors, um, those being, you know, for people that are more more at risk for suicide than, than others. And it goes over the, the warning signs, what to look for. Um, you know, when you're talking with somebody, you wanna be aware of things that they might say, such as, the, you know, are they feeling hopeless? Are they talking about killing themselves or, or feeling a burden to others? Um, and you wanna be aware of their behavior. Um, Things like, are they sleeping too much? Are they you know, consuming too, too much alcohol and drugs? And I do wanna say also as far as um, overdose, many times that's difficult to, just, to say whether that's been suicide or accidental mm -hmm. um, because it, we just can't always tell. So yeah, I as far as the stats go. Mm -hmm. I recently had, a, um, I'll keep it very vague, to pr mm -hmm. protect, um, but uh, um, was aware of a situation that um, looked like a, a medical um, overdose for prescribed, um, but then sort of later on, after some counseling was received, um, you know, it was there was more to it, and it wasn't kind of like, well, I wasn't trying to kill myself, but if I died, I was okay with that. Yeah, you know. Um, and I, I don't know my, myself, I, I'm sure somebody is listening right now. And as I said earlier, that, um, you know, my kids, my own children have exhibited some of these um, yeah. things before. And is there any kind of, you know, I don't want anyone to, uh, how do you know, you know, I don't want people to panic over like normal growing up, growing pain type things. Yes. But then also, is there is there um, some kind of advice you could give to say, you know, when you should worry and when you shouldn't? Or I know that's such yeah, a touchy... It is, it is, it is tough, especially mm -hmm. with teenagers. Yeah. Um, I guess probably keeping those that line of communication yeah. and saying to me checking on them, you know, checking being on them, aware and then saying to me, you know, maybe even this little pin or saying like, hey, you know, you're you're saying some of the things on here and you're making me nervous. Mm -hmm. And is this um, is this something that you're thinking about? And if yeah. it is, let's. I'm gonna let's talk be, more about it. Yeah, let's find somebody else right. that you can talk to. And I'm to. and I'm let's. going. I'm not gonna let this go because you're, you know. You're, you're too important to me for that. And so right. let's figure this out. And I think it's so hard with, with mental issues because so much, especially depression, your brain literally is not working right. right. So you can, a part of you, I've had depression myself. Yes. A part of you can logically agree with mm -hmm. everything that that person's saying, like, you're not being yourself, you know, you know, and you're like, yeah, I know, but there's something in you that just can't make yourself do I know. the thing until, you know until whatever it is clicks mm -hmm. um and if it is a need to be on medication you know or 
counseling or um, right. those kind of things. Yeah, it's so very tough. So I don't want anyone to feel panic. I don't want anyone to, you know, feel guilty or too worried. To but but um, also just be just aware. Be aware. You know, and, be aware and yeah. kind of... Um, and don't brush it off. Don't brush it off. I was going to say, um, kind of trust... Would you say you... I, I'm sure you never expected that but obviously you no, were you I were mean, listening I, to your instincts and you were really trying i think that's mm, the frustrating part yeah 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 and especially and I, I prayed when, for him mm-hmm. often i did yeah. pray that that hard prayer yeah you know get a hold of him even if it means yeah you know, but i didn't oh boy i never never expected mm-hmm. what what you know i didn't expect to lose him yeah um one other thing i wanted to say too and i remember you saying this you came and um talked at another thing i remember this from a little while ago um that you don't um that you don't like the phrase um committing suicide right that phrase explain is, that. is changing mm-hmm. slowly one person at a time uh-huh um I know that when I first went through my loss, I didn't want to say the word. I didn't want to hear the word. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it just didn't, it was too taboo for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it didn't have anything good behind it. Mm-hmm. And when we say the word committed, it's more associated with committing a crime. They didn't commit a crime. Mm-hmm. They, they chose to end their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they were in this deep, dark, sad place that the average person can't understand. Yeah. To me, they chose to end their pain. Yes, they, they and just, they, they just were trying everything they, to get their pain to end. Yeah, they. I don't think anybody really wants to end their life. Right. I don't really think no, anybody they does. They, they want to live. They want the pain to stop. Yes. That's what they're choosing mm-hmm. to end their pain. Right. And um. I, I'm sure if they could end their pain, you know, by being on a, a, a medicine that they need, or they could end their pain by, by talking through their problems and get some emotional resolution, or right. maybe lots of times people are in, they feel thoughts of suicide because they're in a lot of physical pain mm-hmm. that wears on them, Yeah, you know, and they, they just want that pain to stop, you yes. know, um, and so I'm sure is it's kind of like this pain is so unbearable and this is the only thing that I can control and do about it but it is suicide is preventable yeah it is everyone's business yes um it's not an easy topic to discuss Mm -mm. but it is vital when it comes to saving a life and and bringing hope and healing to to anybody that that is struggling Mm -hmm. um there is hope. There is a lot of good out there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to make ourselves step forward mm-hmm. and, and strive for that. Mm-hmm. But it is, it, it is, it is out there. Um, and I was reading some of the stats on the um, American Foundation of Suicide Prevention website. And um, there are about 30,000 suicides per year in the U.S. Yes. But the other statistic is 90% can benefit from mental assistance. Yes. 90%. 90%. Like there's there's almost no statistic that is that high on any 
thing. Right. 90%. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is incredible. And another thing I wanted to say too is lots of times um, nonprofit organizations or like these philanthropists, I can't say that word. Philanthropists. Yeah. Philanthropists. You know, we can't say it either. Um, these organizations right. that are supposed to help people have a big overhead and all they're yeah. hoping is the executive leaders. This yes. is not yes. true with this organization. Sixteen percent, yes. uh, under sixteen. Mm-hmm. I rounded it up, fifteen yes. point something percent goes to administrative um, costs, and the rest is goes to those things that Marie talked about—the funding yes. and the program yes. and we the education. Have, um, the is, uh, there's there's a site you can go to. Nav- I want to say navigation. Nav- um, charity to, navigator char- or something you can navigator. look up anything and so we have yeah. I th- is it four stars or five stars but anyway yeah. we're all we're all blue stars <laughs> yeah you, i think um, it is called charity navigator yes. i've looked that up before for different things um lots of big big giant well-known yeah. um organizations um some particularly uh, for for breast can- that one made me mad um for like yeah. uh, cancer research you know you're you're giving your money that you want to help people and um and it's not being um handled well and so um this is this is something that will stay mostly in pasco county in this area or if you're listening somewhere else will stay in the area um where you live um most you know what was it 50 percent you said stays in this immediate area to help the citizens in in our Mm-hmm. neighborhood right um our neighbors and our friends and our family right um, and the the walks are our largest fundraiser and so we have you know if you can't make it to the pasco walk um the saint Pete walk is the week before and then the tampa walk is the first saturday in december um so, so yeah you can attend one of those attend. other ones and sure. i spoke with somebody well i didn't speak with him yet i was just messaging and but he may be open to having one in citrus county so nice the walks are are growing we're getting a lot more all across the nation every year there's more being added um good and it's not just a doom and gloom event it's it's upbeat we we have fun we laugh Mm -hmm. there's there's music our ours will have uh alan sams from he's he's piano guy and mm-hmm. he sings as well um he performs some at the sacred pepper and the living room mm-hmm. in dunedin mm-hmm. um so he's it'll be fun to have him there and and then we have somebody come and do some yoga <laughs> for relaxation and then just the the whole park venue is mm-hmm. is beautiful and uh something that sims park has is the they have digital boards on each side of the stage. So if anybody wants to have their loved one displayed in memory oh, of them, that's nice. they can do that. Mm-hmm. There is a, uh, the, there's the walk, the, the application for that is on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, it just has to be submitted, I believe, like five days maybe before the, the actual walk day. Um, so it's not too late to give. It's right. not too oh, late no. to join. It's you not can. even too late to have a team because actually, right. even though the walk is the twenty seventh, I think all the money does not have to be like your your link is for giving is not closed down until a couple weeks after that, if I remember correctly. Actually, you have until December thirty first. Oh, till the end donate. of the year. Okay, yeah. so it's just got to be in this calendar year. So right. it is not too late um, to get involved, and you can definitely um, show up at that event. It is from eight a.m. to twelve p.m. at nine, Sims. Actually, oh sorry, nine a.m. Nine. 
9.30 is when we'll start registration. Okay. And then 10.30, we'll have opening ceremony. And about 11, 11.15, we begin to walk. Okay. And how far is the walk? What is there a certain... It's what's a the total dis- of two miles. And okay. we'll do like a figure eight around the lake area and mm-hmm. then around the park. Okay. And we do that twice. And okay. anybody can... Stop. Go at your Halfway, own pace. Yeah. Go at your own pace. It's right. very, very casual. Strollers. You can bring yes. your pups, as she said. Um, you can just come and participate and just mm-hmm. be there. Um, yeah. One of the cool things that they do. Um, so I will say it's uplifting and inspiring. Um, it is. It does feel a little sad. Um, yeah. In the beginning, when you're getting started, you know, it's just you all. Everybody knows why they're there. Two things that just were pretty. Um, I don't know what the word is, touching to me, I guess, is one, um, you you get like a, a, a sticker to wear kind of on your back and you can write who you're walking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had somebody from one of the groups that we were in together come and he wrote, um, I'm walking for myself. And it was kind of like the first admission that he made yeah. that he had struggled, you know, to us, public admission, right. obviously his family and that knew, but he was just kind of a, an acquaintance and he wrote that. And I thought that was so brave. Yes. I just thought, you know, yeah, he's walking for himself because depression is real and you've got yeah. to fight it. You've yeah. got to fight it. And, and fight people it. fight it their whole lives, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and they don't take their own life they just they live yes. with the pain of depression and they manage it and they 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 go up and they go down and so um that i thought was just very touching for him to do that and then also they give out these colored beads necklaces yes, that have. you wear and they are tell me what different, the categories different are colors for where your loss is so i wear white for the loss of my son so white for a child and red is for spouse um, orange is for sibling. Um, blue is to support the cause, and then green is uh, supporting a f- or teal. Maybe it's teal for friend, um, family member. So yeah. whatever category, yeah, family member. Yeah. So um, you know, again, it, it it suicide may not have impacted you directly, and I'm glad for you because um, it's you know, very sad. Um, but there's too many of us that do know, you know, somebody or at least, um, even the depression. So, um, I do want, is there anything else you want to say about the walk? We'll, we'll share the links when I post this on um, the Facebook page and with the, um, with the actual podcast, we'll put the links, um, with it. And then, um, um, but you know, before we, before we end up, was there anything that you wanted to, to say um, as far as the walk or anything. Um, oh, I just want to say too, it's also great if you have a business um, and you want to have like a team or you're part of a, you know, a mom's club. You can put any kind of organization that you're in. Right. You can make a team that way and, and give. Um, and it's not too late for sponsors. The the short order um, has going out and we're just waiting on the proof. So once the the... If you want to be, you can still sponsor, but if you want to be on the shirt, then... And the sponsor information would also yeah, be on the that, link. The all of that is, is on, on there. there. Okay, yes. so all of that is on the link that um, mm-hmm. that we'll provide for the walk. Um, but I just do want to say before we end that um, 
if you are listening to this and you are struggling with depression or you are having those hopeless feelings or um, thoughts that you could hurt yourself or, or want to take your own life, um, please reach out, reach out, reach out to me, reach out to yes. Marie. Um, you can even, if it's something that you don't even want to call and um, talk to somebody, now they've got a text line. Yes. You can text the word TALK, T-A-L-K, to 741-741. You are not alone. Um, there are people that will talk to you. And sometimes the most powerful thing that anybody can say to you is, me too, I get it. Mm -hmm. And that can just give you again that little morsel for the day to keep on going. Um, Sometimes these problems that relate, like Kenny's situation, you can't always solve the problem that's causing your pain. But there there is hope and there are ways that you can um, have it not be so consuming and have it not be so... um, unmanageable and hurting um to yourself um you are loved there are people that love you and uh, even if you don't think that there is a god above that loves you more than anything that you can ever think and Um, if you you know but there are strangers that love you Mm -hmm. so um if you're hearing this or if you have someone in your say you are a mom like marie and you're seeing some signs and um you don't know what to do please reach out and we'll um will connect you um, with somebody. Um, and even as far as the signs, be aware of the, we call it the mask of suicide, where people will look great on the outside, but it's when they're they're by themselves that the things are not so great. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's hard to spot. I mean, mm-hmm. there's been a number of suicides where the, everything looks fine on the outside, but mm-hmm. obviously these people have been struggling. Um, so yeah. You know, we we can spot that easily with our our family members, those that we live with. Um, yeah, but just. I know. also think too. You know, it's it is like you said earlier, becoming less of uh, less stigmatized. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think we are beginning to be more um, aware of mental struggles and, and mental illness and and things like that as a treatable um, disease often. And, um, you know, I think that that's something that, um, each generation is getting better at, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I know with my, my husband's family member, um, and you know, it stemmed for even further back, you know, to grandparents. There's a, there's a family history of depression Uh and, um, you know, you you tried to ask some questions and the older generation says we don't talk about that you know we don't talk about well you got to talk about it damn it (laughs) you know you're gonna talk about it or i'm gonna keep asking other people in the family until somebody will talk about it because you need to know if there is a family history of depression it's the same as if you're there's a family history of heart disease or diabetes or something like that nobody feels shame over those things um and it, there shouldn't be shame attached to this. So um, get the help that you need. And there are people that will help you. So um, Marie, I cannot, like I'm going to cry now. I've been holding it together. <laughs> but I cannot thank you enough for um, taking this time and, and telling your story. And um, the the heartache that I have for what you've been through. But um, how incredible you have become um or that you already were um but you know that you decided to 
take that pain and um, take the detour and not get stuck on that different route that you certainly didn't have planned. Um, And now you're helping other people. So I can only imagine you would not want anyone to feel that pain again. And I'm sure that's what drives you. But um, you're making a difference. And you are. And just just uh, even you're like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, <laughs> wait, just like Moses, we never think, uh, yeah. you got the wrong person. I don't yeah. know what you're asking me to yeah, do. Don't worry but... about being qualified. No, nope, don't worry about being qualified. <laughs> just do, just do it. God qualifies the caller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, thank you again for the yummy lunch and um, having me in your home and <laughs> especially you, for thank this. Thank you, time. Sheila. Thank you for allowing me to share my story and for this time yeah and for your friendship too yes i love you you, girl (laughs) thank you honey Alrighty, okay detour friends i promise some of these um podcasts are not going to be so sad (laughs) but um we're going to get the sad ones out of the way and then we're going to talk about like fun um you know travel things i don't know (laughs) but um okay until next time guys thank you so much for listening and have a great day